3: We certainly, since you gave me the opportunity to do this, uh, condemn uh, the uh, Lukashenko's regime's ongoing harassment and arbitrary detention of journalists simply for doing their job.
4: The
0: Nuggets, Mike Malone and Coach... Michael, Michael Malone. Michael Malone, my my apologies, Coach. I'll get that right here in the playoffs, Coach, where, where do you want to... Racism thrives on capitalism. The back of racism is capitalism. What are your favorite racial stereotypes? Are there any ones that are just like straight up true?
4: Well, I guess I have to stick to Asian stereotypes then. <laughs> we're going to talk about, uh, do we all love bubble tea? For the most part, I have not met an Asian who is not into it thus far. Do we all love slash uh, live in fear of our parents? For the most part. <laughs>
2: there we go. It's your next mayor of New York, Alice, Andrew Yang. You, you actually, I get the feeling, one of the things I like about Andrew Yang is, well, I like him, mm-hmm. and he likes me. All right, Alice, it's official okay and um and I've talked to him a couple of times and he's he's just a he's a cool like I've said before he could be any one of my friends growing up in the 80s he's mm-hmm. got all the things all the right he's downloaded all the right programs that we could shoot the breeze about this stuff. now and I do think that as politics goes that he's going to uh, break the mold he already has somewhat but I mm-hmm. do think that he's going to allow uh, he's going to create an alternate alternative template for a how a politician uh conducts himself d- just day to day as far as in the the game show uh host template of glad handing and this and that mm-hmm. i think uh that that he's going to forge a new way he already is somewhat yeah, by, by the... simply being himself
5: right and i think that there's um There, he has some odd coalitions. I mean, certainly he broke through by going on um, Joe Rogan, obviously. Mm -hmm. So that like grabbed him kind of a different audience. But he also, even though he's obviously very liberal on some things, he's for universal health care and he, um, and you know, he wants UBI, universal basic income payments. He also has a cross section of his supporters that are very, for lack of a better word, I guess, trad. Um, You know, like the pro-family people really like him because like the UBI thing is really good for people having bigger families, obviously, even though he hasn't specifically written like a child allowance in there. I think a lot of um, like pro-family Republicans really like UBI type programs. And in addition, he does things that are culturally right wing, like he's talked about banning porn. Before and stuff or at least limiting The ability of companies um, To put porn out there like make it harder for Minors to access it other things so he has Like a weird like Josh Hawley cross section of support There of like the populist trad Right that's less concerned about Fiscal stimulus like I think there are a fair Number of Tucker viewers who would also Mm -hmm. Agree with certain of Andrew Yang's Policies so there's certainly There's like an interesting sort of um, Dichotomy there
2: yeah, and when you talk about the banning porn thing, a lot of his uh, belief system seems to come from the result and fallout of technology, mm-hmm. whether it's AI and trucking, etc., that's going to create yeah. a need for occupations for former truckers, you know, to like what you just said, um, and other occupations that are going to be usurped by technology, so yeah. that these people need to be will need retraining and or a universal basic income, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But he does. He's interesting. He's like right where the water is brackish. From a, an old school mm-hmm. guy to a new school kind of uh, thinking guy. Um, and to, but also he's just a likable guy. And we're not going to spend all today on on Andrew Yang, but I think it's important because, like I said, I think we're going to see more guys like Yang attracted to politics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the only way they can do it is by having fun because some of the day to day is horribly mundane, completely contrived. And is just, it would it'd be awful having to act like Mitt Romney all day. It would be awful.
5: <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think that, you know, one of the things Donald Trump brought us is that you can be elected president without having to act like Mitt Romney all
2: day. Exactly. And he also, with Trump, in, in, in a very different style than Yang, but with Trump... He's not afraid to just say things that are very common sense, right. but are also very verboten, different. you know, in today's political discourse. Mm-hmm.
5: He's different from Yang, but alike in that mm-hmm. they both just act like themselves.
2: Right. And for him to say when them, to you know, for him to say when talking about Biden, Biden's shot, you know, <laughs> as in like his transistor is blown because he's senile now. <laughs> That is obviously a crude and artful thing to say, but people get that too. Oh, mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. I see how this guy's saying yeah. it. In New York. You know, for him to even do trolley things like enjoy a taco salad from Trump Tower on Cinco de Mayo, <laughs> you know, it, it, he and there's something. The guy likes ketchup in a steak. That's fine. A crappy steak probably ketchup would be pretty good on it. A, mm-hmm. a good steak, I mean, the, that's something that no. That ten out of ten political consultants would say, "You're not doing."
5: Don't say you like ketchup, no, ketchup on, on, your on steak. steak.
2: And by the way, what is? Why is there McDonald's in front of you? Why are you sending somebody out to get McDonald's? You can't do that, you know. Mm-hmm. And people just under- People eat at McDonald's. I think there are billions served. I'm not sure. I think so. <laughs> people eat at McDonald's. So I've people, heard. people understand this real world stuff. You can't if you want to live a you know a a kale and coffee enema Peloton lifestyle, fine. But that's a niche out there. Mm-hmm. It's elite and cool, but it is not, it is narrow casting. Yeah. So so I just want to go through a couple of these things from Yang because I think that we're seeing, this is the positive of of the Yang style of being yourself. And once again, I you know that I have interviewed him, I think three times, and mm-hmm. I've always enjoyed it. Because he was himself. So here's the positive. We're going to play the positive of Yang being himself. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, important. We're also going to play the negative in why uh, why candidates act like game show hosts and lock down and have these almost um, fetal position um, uh, style candidacies.
5: Mm-hmm. Right. And this is an interview with someone called Z-Way, which I... I've never heard of her. I don't know either. Anything, have I anything about her? But he went to do this interview with her to appeal to some cross section of voters <laughs> in New York, and um, and they teased it last week by showing part you're probably gonna play about mm-hmm. Jay Z songs. So they right. teased it earlier, but this now the whole interview's out.
2: Right, and, and we'll, we'll yeah, we're gonna mm-hmm. get to that one. In this interviewer, she is interesting because I don't know if she's a comedian, maybe. But I'm gonna she, guess YouTube
5: star, maybe. She something. well, maybe, but
2: I, I but but her personality is is tinged with this sarcasm, and she smiles from from um, is it mouth to mouth? How do you smile from ear to ear? ear to ear? She smiles from ear to ear, and she's got a very interesting delivery. I thought I was gonna uh, dislike her. I don't. I, <laughs> I I like what she's doing. It's all, she's a new template too, actually, because first of all just a question like this here's one of the questions
0: my first question for you is who are your top four favorite billionaires
2: that's that talk about the question <laughs> that would get political consultants diving on the grenade
5: right you know hitting
2: the fire alarm. you have to find, come up with not just one but four no but are you allowed to have favorite billionaires <laughs> We're not, this is not the time to like billionaires right now. Yeah, are there, you are very, to- there are very few that
5: are not dangerous to like. Right. And uh, to come up with four is pretty tough. So
2: Right. And so de Blasio would probably knock this out of the park because he doesn't like billionaires. And he would tell you, you know, that he doesn't like billionaires. But Yang jumps right into this mm-hmm. question because he doesn't, he's not looking for trap because he's got a devil may care attitude. Mm-hmm. All right. She asked me a question. I'm going to try to answer a question. Honestly.
4: Wow. My top four favorite billionaires. I think that's an interesting question. Uh, well, uh, Mike Bloomberg, who, uh, you know, has done a lot for the environment. Um, he made it so that people don't smoke in um, restaurants and bars around New York City, which at the time seemed like a revolution. People were like, you
2: can do that. You know, I feel like Oprah's a billionaire. So Bloomberg, that's a good, honest answer. He's a really well-known billionaire in mm. New York. He was a Republican, then was a Democrat, mm-hmm. he is a really big nanny stater, but in some ways still conservative. He's
5: so is Andrew Yang, by the way, a big nanny stater in a lot of ways.
2: Right. So, you so know. Uh, that's an interesting question. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's all, also a wise question to say nice things about Mr. Bloomberg, considering yeah. you want money. Um, and then an obvi- the Oprah answer is a total layup, mm-hmm. total layup, because she is a billionaire everybody likes. Yeah. And
4: she seems tremendous. Uh, I have not spoken to her. Uh, Michael Jordan's a billionaire,
2: and he was my childhood idol growing up. So that's awesome. And now, with anybody else, I would be saying, well, with most other people, I'd be saying, okay, you're pandering, because a Z-Way is black. We're going to have, you're going to be parading every black name you can think of, whatever. Mm-hmm. But He probably did love Michael yeah, Jordan. Yeah, he loved Michael up. Jordan. Everybody from that generation did. And he said, that's awesome. You know, it's mm-hmm. uh, that is unpolished speak. That's like somebody speak. That's how people speak. And... Uh, I am good. I was going to
4: say, like, is The Rock a billionaire now? Like, uh, is LeBron a billionaire? Like, these are some people that I really like. They might not be billionaires yet. I have a feeling LeBron's on his way. No pressure, though.
2: No pressure, no pressure. LeBron. Good answers.
5: Good answers. I could have thrown Mark Cuban in there probably, too. That probably would have been pretty safe.
2: You think so? Well, first of all... I uh, mean, yeah, because he's, like, sort
5: know. of right-wing, but he's criticized Trump, and he, like, owns basketball teams. Is so he a billionaire, Cuban? Yeah.
2: Um. Well, also maybe a future, uh, I mean,
5: future political maybe a competition mm-hmm. for a
2: president. Okay. So uh, I thought it was well answered. Okay. It, but also, I do think the whole premise of the question was is for him to swallow that. Who are your favorite? Okay, he's got favorite. she is laying the way she lays these little traps in her questions, and I mm-hmm. really like it. Uh, and now this. Is you also... want
5: the next presidential debate host- hosted by Z-Way? Maybe, maybe.
0: What's wild is that you're not afraid to joke about like your your heritage, rather. So, for example, you joked. Now I'm Asian, so I know a lot of doctors. I was about to tell an Asian joke. I'm Asian, so I love tests. Have you been a comedian all your life?
2: Once again, I'm listening to this question, saying, "Wait a second, is she antagonizing him? Because <laughs> he's not a comedian. He's dared to be funny using." ethnic humor about himself before Mm
5: -hmm. and gotten criticized for it too by the way
2: right and so you'd think you'd think that he'd be sensing a trap but he doesn't he just answers a question
0: or is this a newfound passion
4: it's definitely something relatively newsy way uh i'm not sure if my friends would have called me funny when i was young Uh, i was kind of angsty and broody i listened to the cure and the smiths and i had long skater hair wow uh, and had an
2: earring that that Picture surfaced rel- every p- person of generation X is getting a dispatch sent to their <laughs> cerebrum when they when he says these things you know that guy with long skater hair who you listen to the cure you know who that is that is familiar this guy has a familiar um has a familiar life experience
4: relatively recently so we'll get that uh, we'll get that they're showing the
2: picture so I don't Memphis know if people hair. would
4: have characterized me as funny. Maybe some kind of mordant humor. Maybe I had some kind of like dark humor. Uh, when I was in my 20s, I used to drink those protein shakes and like hit the gym and, and, and stuff. You know, these like angry Asian guys you see in the gym. Like I, I was, I was
5: uh, one
0: No, of them. I don't know those guys.
4: <laughs> oh yeah, if you you don't go to the same gyms that I did then.
5: <laughs> I don't know those either. <laughs> that, maybe you do. Is that I, another I one that you know I, what I, that is?
2: It'd uh, be shocked you didn't know that I didn't go to the gym, Alice, until about uh, 2004. Um, but also an unsafe answer, Mm -hmm. but an interesting answer. Right. You know, uh, and then now now he goes into further, now she goes into further unsafe territory.
0: What are your favorite racial stereotypes? Are there any ones that are just like straight up truth?
2: Tom Shack would (laughs) dive out the effing window if she asked me that. (laughs) I would be like, um, I don't know even what you're talking about. Actually, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, and it, racial, it, what? Right? What? Yeah. No. I uh, stereo versus mono. Is that what you're saying? Because I don't have anything on that. <laughs> and I, and and I'd be like scared to death. She's going to say because we found this recording of you in 1984. What are your favorite stereotypes? Racial stereotypes. That question in 2021 from a black woman, by the way.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: It to a a candidate for mayor. Would usually scare the hell out of somebody. You get I got I hope she asks the white candidates if there are any white candidates this question, just to see the squirm. Can you imagine?
4: Well, I guess I have to stick to Asian stereotypes then, or whatever we're here to talk about. Uh, I
2: Guess I have to stick. I think that's the cultural rule, right? Uh, okay, here we go. It reminds me; he's a little bit like a. This part of him is like he's so rare in a go and say to throw caution to the wind. Part of it's a little bit like, um, who's the governor of Virginia? Northam. Yeah, when he was like ruminating about <laughs> about moonwalking like, in front can of the press right now. And he's looking and at the rock wife... and his wife is like, oh, throws a you know lamp She's like, at.
5: Him. No, no, honey, I don't think it's the time. Um,
2: true
4: stereotypes. What can I say about Asians? Uh, I, you know, I'll stick to some of the benign things. Like, are we? That's probably wise. <laughs> really into our food, yes. Uh, do we all love bubble tea? For the most part, I have not met an Asian who was not into it thus far.
2: <laughs> you know, out somewhere out there, there are super progressive groups right now making we don't all love bubble tea. By the way, racist uh, posters. I don't even know what bubble tea is
4: um do we all uh love slash uh live in fear of our parents for the most part <laughs> Is wow. these are some of the things that come to mind for
2: me great answer-hmm great answer so now this let's go to the rappers one because a couple of years ago I think sorry a couple of weeks ago you showed me this audio or maybe it was last week Mm-hmm. Where she, he was asked a question, and he was laboring to answer, and it was like a, a dunk on him. Ha, he said he likes rap, but he doesn't know anything. Mm-hmm. Well, now, as you predicted, the full... Con- have you heard the full one? Yes. The full t- context comes out... It's,
5: I listened up to that part because I wanted to know what the whole answer to that right. question
2: was. So here is the question. For your tweets oh, hold about... Hold on, hold on, hold on, Do you listen to rap music, by the way? Like, what, what are you
0: vibing to?
2: I listen... I also, with this one, um, would faint. I would pretend to faint in front of her a- and need a medic. Mm-hmm. Tom Shepard, do you listen to rap music? Because I don't want to offend her. You know, she is a black woman from the community. There are, mm-hmm. There's a m- many black people who live in New York City, so i going to have to lie and say I do listen to, to rap music. Then again, I don't know any rap songs from after Run DMC, I think. Um, and that's not going to wash. <laughs> so I would be, I, I would fold. I would actually just end my candidacy if she asked me that question. A
4: lot to hip hop during like yeah. the uh, 90s and 2000s because. What, you like know, what,
0: Andrew? Roundabout. I got to know.
4: Well, uh, it, it was Jay-Z and um, a little bit of Nas. And... What's your
0: favorite Jay-Z song? It's, I mean, he's a New Yorker.
4: Yes. Um, what is my favorite Jay-Z song?
2: My feeling right now is that he was not wanting to say, I got 99 problems, but uh, Mm -hmm. ain't one. Yeah. And that might be what he was doing.
4: It's, can I get an encore? Do you want more? Like that was uh, him and I think it was a duet, right?
0: Yeah, Lincoln Park.
4: Yes, there it is. Need your roar. What? Uh, 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 so your
0: favorite, your favorite Jay Z song is a rock song, by the way. Uh-uh.
4: It was the first thing that came to mind. I'll think about okay. others that I I, I love. And then there was like his collaboration with, uh, um, Kanye was like, uh, you know, like word in Paris. <laughs>
0: yeah, ninjas in Paris. You can say ninja. Ninjas in Paris.
4: Ninjas in Paris. Thank you for the help, Z-Way. Thank you for bailing me out.
0: You're welcome. Uh, wow. So, Encore and Ninjas in Paris are your two favorite Jay-Z songs.
4: Those are the two f- songs that came to mind for me. Uh, but, I mean, he's got such a canon. You know,
2: he yeah. like, couldn't really go wrong. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't know about the canon, but fine. Fine, it's working. Yeah, you know, I don't know. He that, is royalty in I New York. I don't know
5: that if you say Jay-Z that you should name two songs that are m- partially not jay-z songs i don't right? know i mean like i feel like you could have said kanye and come up with more songs and that would have been like easier for somebody who's not culturally like no, you that into jay-z because
2: he's from new york though right
5: i mean i guess so but
2: so um so i think that was fine i think he was on the spot and he like Maybe he'd been Jay-Z as adjacent. It was probably mm-hmm. really after his youth. If he's, he's about my age. I think it was after his youth.
5: Yeah, he probably would have been safer, I guess, to go with than like Biggie and Tupac or something. Pro- probably, he yes. He probably could have come up with more right. for
2: that. Or um, P. Diddy or whatever. Right.
5: Um,
2: so, so, okay. Here's another one where she sounds like she's antagonizing him with a question and he answers it perfectly.
0: How can voters trust you to run New York when you can't even stay loyal to a basketball
6: team?
4: Well, that really hurts uh, because I was a very, very loyal Knicks fan for years and years. I suffered Mm. through everything. But you can imagine how invigorating it was when Linsanity arrived, especially because I am Asian and and I love basketball. And so if you're an Asian guy who loves basketball and then Jeremy Lin arrives on the scene, you're like, ah. (laughs) Um, But I have to say, I felt like I exited an abusive relationship and like I've been happier for it.
2: Good answer. Good, honest mm-hmm. answer. Was at one time a Knicks fan, says he's not anymore, and he stands behind not doing it. Good answer. Now we're going to hear the bad answer. Because last week or a week and a half ago, mm-hmm. uh, Andrew Yang was foolish enough to tweet what he really believed about Israel. We stand mm-hmm. with Israel, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All hell rained down, and the next day he, he apologized. He apologized, exactly. So this next question is about Israel. And he gets uncomfortable. This time, her uh, trolley question was twisting the dagger.
0: For your tweets about Palestine and Israel, so my question is, as mayor of New York City, how are you going to bring peace to the Middle
2: East? It's a terrible time. First of all, also another trolley question.
5: Yeah, it's not the job of the mayor of New York City to bring right. peace to the Middle East. Yeah,
2: but that doesn't matter. He's going to a talking point now. Now he's just f- flying in circles. Uh, for a
4: lot of people uh, time. around the world who are affected by violence in the region. And uh, I just hope the violence ends as, as quickly as possible and that people are able to to um, live and, and pray in the way that they want.
0: Mm. What Do you have any stance on apartheid, yay, nay, uh-huh. cool, no?
4: Again, I just want peace in the region. I'd like so many other New Yorkers and other people around the world.
2: Uh, and <laughs> there is why uh, people act like game show hosts and come out with a contrived answer. Any feelings
5: on apartheid? So
2: he doesn't condemn her use of the word apartheid, which is what she's suggesting mm-hmm. in, in, in that the Israelis are doing to the uh, Palestinians. Um, he doesn't condemn her use of it. He simply skirts it. He-
5: right, and that's, like, it's not great. I mean, I know as mayor of New York, you don't have to solve peace in the Middle East, but he did run for president like last year. So if you were going to be president, that would have been on your docket, you know?
2: Yeah, but he's he avoided the question because he was afraid of getting stung. Yeah. And so it is not... The Yang being the everyman is not universal. There is a limit to mm-hmm. what he's willing to say and do. So he'll do the nicks and rap and... Billionaires all day. Yeah. But when he's been burned, then he goes into automaton mode. Mm-hmm. Automaton mode and the the personality is sucked right out him. Yeah. That's just damage control. That yeah. is him listening to a consultant. Well, saying, and it's
5: interesting because you know, you say this like he's fresh and he's new and he doesn't know to act like Mitt Romney all the time, but like now that he's been burned on this issue, he's mm-hmm. more careful with it. It's interesting because for most politicians they don't set out to act all stiff all the time. But right through the course of many elections for many lower offices, they learn that they'll get beat on for stuff. And so they stop being natural. And that's why you have people that are so polished at behaving this way, because they've done it through tons and tons of elections. Trump had never been in an election before. And I don't think Trump really wanted to win in 2016. So he just acted like himself
2: right but yes you're absolutely right if you listen to a politician like john Kerry, joe biden mm-hmm. um you, you know uh, plenty of republicans mm-hmm. as well that they've been but even
5: like our local politicians mm-hmm. when you have them for stuff um you know you always complain that like local politicians make like not great guests because they're so careful all the time you know they're always trying right. and- to be so cautious
2: yep and, and there's a um, i used to know a congressman who used to say that when he'd do an interview, when when somebody a reporter would call him or and and um, talk to him on the phone, mm-hmm. that he his training was to put hold his arm in the air, and as soon as his arm got tired and exhausted, to end the interview. In other words, protect yourself from yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like uh, it's it's probably a smart policy. They do it because these old chisel politicians know that being boring and and this this. very conservative template is a way not to hurt yourself is a way not to put your foot in your mouth and that's what you do you do your messaging 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 Mm -hmm. and even though nobody really speaks like that it's uh it's the symmetrical warfare that we've decided that voters have decided is acceptable okay Right. So because that's that.
5: because the way the media and the media ecosystem works is that there's like the outrage click cycle. So everybody's incentivized to blow any stupid statement way out of proportion, so nobody talks naturally anymore. It's right. like that's what you get for it.
2: Which brings You're
5: us, Alice. No hack.
0: Even when right wings go
1: to attack, you put them in their place with a smiling face. With style and grace, that's how Jensaki circles back. <laughs> You're a bright, refreshing sight. He sure is, Alice.
2: And Jensaki today chunk- was very firm uh, when answering questions about Belarus, where the where an airliner was uh, forced to land, like we discussed yesterday. So no, that- we
5: didn't do this one yesterday. Yeah, we did. The, no, we did. I talked think- about the pipeline and the sanctions. I thought you mentioned it in passing. No, this didn't. I, we didn't get to this. So yesterday. let me
2: play Saki, and then you go to give the backstory of exactly what's going on here. Okay. Oh, okay. So this is Jen Saki today. As, as people, who, who did who did I talk to about this? I, maybe you just I talked to me.
5: you about it this morning, and I said we have to talk about this because this fits in with what we talked about yesterday. But it kind of missed our window for show. I thought you. I thought story. last. I
2: thought yesterday, right before we said goodbye, you like shot this in real quick. To I don't say to think him. so. Okay. Well, so uh, so okay. So what happened was a a reporter. In uh, Belarus, was on a Ryanair flight.
5: Mm-hmm. From Greece to Lithuania, where he has moved because he is an opposition reporter to the Lukashenko government, which is allied with Putin and is. Yes. Uh, they don't like do journalists criticizing them. That's like, no, not something Lukashenko they have...
2: has been has been um, compared to the worst of the dictators. Right. Um, so and, uh, authoritarians and um, uh, fascist uh uh, right. Leaders. So
5: this guy, um, whose name Raman uh, he was. He had moved himself to Lithuania so he could be away because he knew they're gonna they're out to get him basically because he's criticized this regime. It, but they found out he was in a conference in Athens and on the flight home from Greece back to Lithuania, they had to fly over Belarus and um, they. Essentially, like, called in a threat. They said, like, there's a threat on board the plane. You have to. From Hamas. Yeah, there's a threat from Hamas on the plane. You have to come land in Minsk, in the Minsk airport right now. And, you know, escorted the plane with military assets to come land in Minsk. This is a commercial flight with American citizens on Mm -hmm. board from one EU country to another EU country, not going to Belarus, not involved in Belarus, just flying over Belarusian airspace. And they landed the plane, came in, took the reporter off the plane, and he and his girlfriend, who's not even charged with anything, are now both imprisoned.
2: Right. Which so is...
5: when the plane was landing, he was <laughs> apparently telling people on board, like, this is about me, like, I'm dead now. This right.
2: is And Belarus is a, a client state of Russia. So mm-hmm. essentially, Putin signs off on everything significant yeah. that these guys do.
5: This is Belarus and Russia saying, you can't do anything to stop us from doing stuff like this. So your move, EU and the Biden admin. Good
2: luck. So, Jen Psaki is asked about this today. In terms of actions, is
0: the U.S working with NATO, what's the president's approach right sure. now in response to what occurred over the weekend?
2: Sure.
3: Well, first, let me say the president was briefed. Um, you know, he's been kept abreast, of course, but he was briefed this morning during his PDB by his national security team. Uh, our national security advisor, Jake Sullivan, uh, also raised our strong concerns on this issue, uh, the, the actions of the government of Belarus with the secretary, uh, with his counterpart, his Russian counterpart during their phone call this morning, which we provided a readout of. And it was largely, of course, focused on on uh, moving the ball forward on uh, on getting to a meeting, but he also raised uh, this issue. Uh, we certainly, since you gave me the opportunity to do this, uh, condemn uh, the uh, Lukashenko's regime's ongoing harassment and arbitrary detention of journalists simply for doing their job. Um, this. Was a shocking act diverting a flight between two EU member states for the apparent purpose of arresting a journalist. Uh, it constitutes a brazen affront to international peace and security by the regime. We demand an immediate, international, transparent, and credi- cred- credible investigation of this incident. Uh, we are in touch uh, with uh, a range of partners bilaterally and through multilateral channels from NATO, the OSCE, UN, EU.
2: God, she is wordy.
3: And others, uh, and we have nothing to read out at this point. Point, but we will continue to coordinate closely with them.
2: Alright Alice, anything else we need to know? Um, yeah,
5: so this uh, what Saki says here, it echoes Blinken's statement that he put out It's a shocking act perpetrated by the Lukashenko regime and endangered the lives of 120 passengers, including U.S. citizens. Uh, We're closely coordinating our response with our partners, including the EU and Lithuanian and Greek officials. Given indications the forced landing was based on false pretenses, we support the earliest possible meeting of the Council of the International Civil Aviation Organization to review these events." Uh, the United States once again condemns the regime's ongoing harassment and arbitrary detention of journalists. So this is all, they're, they're very against it. Just like they were against Navalny being in prison and just like they were against Putin's pipeline. Uh, so, uh, sorry, Prada Savage. I don't have high hopes that, they're going to do anything dramatic to help get you out despite their very strongly worded statement and uh, despite the fact that they support the earliest possible meeting of the Council of the International Civil Aviation Organization to review the events. Um, And also as others have pointed out Glenn Greenwald was all over this. This isn't necessarily unprecedented um, because famously the U.S. did something similar making Evo Morales land his plane when they thought Edward Snowden was on it. Which he wasn't, as it turned out, but right.
2: Which has a connection to the young lady we're just listening to, correct?
5: Mm-hmm. It does indeed, because she had to deal with a press conference on that issue as well back in the day, um, when she was she was at state at the State Department then as a spokesperson there. But um, you know, uh, you know, Glenn Greenwald and some of these people are all hyped up saying it's like hypocritical and all this, and I get it. Like, yes, technically it is hypocritical, but also. Like, I support us being a superpower and getting to do what we want and countries like Putin not being able to because it's just different. Just like I support us, you know, spying on Putin and I don't support them spying on us because that's my team, you know, is that I'm pro-America being the most powerful superpower who can who can do stuff. Um, so, yeah. So the Biden administration did it and now Lukashenko's doing it. So... I don't I don't know uh it I if the Biden admin doesn't like come up with something a little more dramatic than you know hoping that there's a meeting of the civil aviation organization soon I, I don't see any reason for Putin and his friends to stop pushing Well the also how, here. how
2: neutered is the EU? Right. Nothing anybody? Yeah. Anybody there? So a flight I mean,
5: from Putin's a company in, one people state.
2: in, in yeah. London.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's incredible. So I I mean, it's it's hard to know what's going to happen from here, but it's not good. And it's certainly precedent setting in a negative way. It's one thing for the U.S. to set the precedent that the U.S. can do stuff. Uh, It's another thing for Putin to be in the position that he's setting himself up to say, I can do this and no one can stop me. So, you know, just more, you know, Biden's really just obama's third term i guess in terms of the people who are there and running these things
2: all right alice mm-hmm. um let's see first of all this this black lives matter leader sasha johnson who was shot in the head of england in england and appears to be a gangland gang shooting we really? still don't know what it was racism
1: thrives on capitalism the back of racism is capitalism and they say about education we need a black militia I'm scared of no terrorist group. The police is no different from the KKK. They stand around and protect statues and buildings instead of people. They need to join the local council and start a litter pick
2: too. For, she's in London. Yeah. What are you talking about? The KKK? In what is
5: this? <laughs> the KKK
1: mean, very is very
2: active in London. It's heard. one thing to have a Marxist organization built on apocryphal uh, tales in the united states to race hustle it's another thing to do it in london Mm -hmm. like you're not american that you're you have a totally different experience than than the american experience and it doesn't even okay fine she got shot in the head so maybe i'll let her go for today but it it seems like it wasn't a great move Mm -hmm. to get involved in this particular business i don't know you know on a good day good luck um, hmm. I'm wishing her good luck, Alice, and the speedy recovery. Yep. All right. So, uh, um, I'm, what? Go ahead. So I want to get to our okay. C- Cassidy H- okay, Hubbard, Michael Malone thing.
5: Okay, go ahead.
2: So the Cassidy Hubbard is doing the play-by-play or sideline reporting, mm-hmm. uh, for the Denver Nuggets. Is it the Nuggets? My- okay, Denver Nuggets. Uh, and she's t- speaking to the coach Michael mm-hmm. Malone. And this happens.
0: The Nuggets, Mike Malone, and coach Michael.
2: Michael Malone.
0: Michael Malone. My my apologies, coach. I get that right here in the playoffs. Uh, coach, where, where do you want to?
2: So he corrects her and makes her call him Michael.
0: The Nuggets, Mike Malone, and coach Michael.
2: Michael Malone. Michael Malone. My my apologies. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You <laughs> jerk. Doesn't matter. I'm Tom, Tommy, Thomas. It doesn't matter. Sometimes if you're, if you're, you're, you're Tom
5: with a TH. Sometimes right. people send you emails to TH Tom.
2: If you're hung up on the what version of your name people use, then to an extent you're a jerk. And I will never I'll always, always be wary of people who have that hang up. It's <laughs> odd to me. And many people in my life do. Like you said, Michael Graham had that hang up. Mm-hmm. Can't call him Mike. No, no, it's Michael. Thank you. Michael. Who cares? Just let them call you whatever you... What is wrong with you? You (laughs) can't... I have very close friends that you cannot make even... Mike G, as a matter of fact. You weren't Mm -hmm. allowed to call him Michael. He couldn't be... Nope, nope. And uh, I have another friend, a woman, who's... uh, We'll call her Jessica. Who you weren't allowed to say anything...
5: Like Jess or Jesse.
2: No, or like anything... Like, uh, wow, any nickname. I really don't like that. I don't like that. If you're sitting around not being affected, but no, you know what? I'm it's 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 Michael. It's not Mike. Please give it the full respect that it deserves in the world. No, if, you, if you're Michael, you're also Mike. And Don, if you have no. Why do you care? Why do what else is effed up in your mind If the, <laughs> that you can't get around, can't let go if it's your name? So I'm serious, Alice.
5: Right. No, I know. I know this is something that upsets you a lot. That being said, people in the comments were saying it was sexist and he never would have done that to a male reporter that he did it because she's a female sports Uh, reporter, which I don't think is true either. I I think he's probably an equal opportunity jerk.
2: Oh, I think probably that's true. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, he might have gone easy on her because for sexist reasons, actually. (laughs) Maybe, yeah. Because he thought a guy maybe should know and maybe that she's whatever. But but it doesn't matter. No, I like I just told you, I've had this running in as well with people, Mm -hmm. with men and women. And I'll never understand. I'll never understand that. Like, why that? Ma- does that matter to you? It's not as if this is everything's on film here. It, it, we're being filmed, or, or this we want to save it for posterity. So you want to make sure that it, we get it right when it comes down to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it like, does
5: seem odd to be that upset about it.
2: Yeah, what a, and there's no
5: like sense of humor and the way he says it. He's no, like, that tells no, it's you... No, Michael. Oh, that,
2: that's, that's right. That tells you that it's the kind of guy you have to walk uh, the eggshells around because you don't know if you're going to step into this another hang-up zone that you had no idea about. <sighs> I don't like people who do that, Alice. Mm-hmm. I don't. Tom, I know you know. Tommy, Thomas, T-Dog, tea T-Unit. Tea doesn't matter. I went to a, a yard sale yesterday. The guy called me Big Boy or something. It was like the, <laughs> the like one of the worst like fat guy kind of... Things you could say. And I was over it in a nanosecond. As a matter of fact, I bought that picture from him downstairs. The oh, one with God. the like, fox hunting? Five is
5: I don't know if I noticed that.
2: It's really God. nice because it, it looks like our dog right there, Pepper. Good. Uh, okay. Good. Um, so so uh, that's that. Now, before we go to you, Alice, uh, unless you want to... Do you want to say something right here? Feel free to. About... You look lovely what? today, Alice.
5: Thank you, sweetie.
2: Um...
5: No, I'm ready to go to my things, but I'll let you finish your okay. things Okay, let me just finish my okay. one last
2: thing. So there was a CNN interview a couple days ago with the son of the founder of Hamas. Okay. The guy, do you know anything about this? I just Mm-mm. ran into this today. The guy's no. name is Mossab Hassan Youssef. Okay. He was a big Hamas guy, and then he flipped, became pro-Israel, has been helping them out with Intel, et cetera, was a double agent, wrote a book about it, et cetera.
5: Okay.
2: He is on CNN with Frederica Wilson. She's going to ask him a question. Now, along the lines of how you know, like when, remember that the, 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 um, uh, what was the, I want to kiss you, that interview, uh, Joe Namath interview, where you could tell everything's fine and very rapidly the ship was capsizing and the interview <laughs> was going sideways in a horrific way. Well, this happens in this interview as well. Okay. Where we're having what seems to be a very, uh, orthodox Conversation and very quickly, as if the guy is filled with helium, the balloon, the <laughs> interview just starts to ascend into the uh, ionosphere in a bizarre uh, route. Here we go. That's a kid making ow noises. I don't <laughs> think it's really ow.
1: Joining us right now is uh, Mossab Hassan Youssef. He is the son of Sheikh Hassan Youssef, a co-founder of Hamas. Um, and he le- later went on to become an informant for Israeli intelligence. He's also the author of the book Son of Hamas. Uh, so good to see you, Musab. Um, so we just heard President heard- Biden there. Hello to you. You know, vowing not to help Hamas. Working with the Palestinian Authority, is it even possible to rebuild Gaza without some coordination with Hamas?
6: Good question.
2: Very good question. Mossab?
6: First of all, thank you for having me on the show. Uh, Before we uh, go to uh, President uh, Biden and the politics, Uh, I would like to share something with you, something personal. Okay. Okay. Oh, you're a mother. And I know that you have a child, uh, children and you have a son. Yes. Uh, Yes. uh, And also security. And uh, I have traveled the world, you know, for the last uh, 10 years, I left the territories. I was a child of the conflict. I didn't know where to go. I was stateless. I was homeless. I was deportee, and I didn't have even a passport to travel with. Um, And uh, I went on a very wild adventure, you know, from religion to a religion, from political party to another political party. I became a movie star for uh, two minutes.
2: Okay, right now she (laughs) is saying to shouting online, it's showing her her <laughs> image in the split screen. And she is horrified in the image. <laughs> and you know that she is using telepathy, if not texting to the producers. Do they have a
5: panic button but, in, well, in the I'm CNN sure they
2: studios? Do. It's not texting saying, WTF is going on here. Who booked this guy? What is going on right here? Or they're just shouting down to her, into her ear, stay calm, Frederica, stay calm. It's okay. He's going to land the plane eventually. Everything's going to be all right.
6: I became a New York Times bestseller author, all that.
2: Two minutes into the answer right now, mm-hmm. about does Hamas need to work with Israel to rebuild the uh, Gaza Strip?
6: But unfortunately, there is one in this one person in this world who does not understand any of this and uh, i'm her son you introduced me as the son of hamas or the son of sheikh Hassan yusuf mm-hmm. you know but mm-hmm. i am not the son only of sheikh Hassan yusuf there is a mother in the picture mm-hmm. you know that nobody talks about mm-hmm. and-
5: that's his name for his book correct is, son of hamas so yes, that's not she it, didn't come up with that
6: is
2: now is there a chance you know that she's hoping beyond hope and they all, all the production team is hoping beyond hope that somehow he manages to bring this around <laughs> back to, <Hamas. laughs>
6: to infrastructure in the west bank right now and how we get this done and you as a mother if somebody takes your child from you for 10 years and they don't allow you to see him how would you feel how would you feel about that
2: This has become a very different piece of programming than was immediately planned for. She's now answering questions about her son, something he knows way too much about, by the way.
5: I know.
6: I never asked something personal, you know, from media, from public, from anybody. People came with donations, people came with offers, with all type of things, and I refused. Uh... But today, I would like to ask CNN, because I think CNN can't.
2: Wait, wait. wasn't he just bragging about being in a movie?
5: (laughs) He's a (laughs) best-selling author, he's in movies.
6: To help me, simply, see my mother. Please, before we talk about Mm. constructing Mm. Gaza. Before we talk about uh, building the infrastructure. Before we talk about the peace process and the... Agreed to these conditions.
2: <laughs> you know, we're going to lead with uh, Mossab's mother tonight. It's that or the rocket, the 4,000 rocket, uh, rockets that have gone into Israel. Guys?
6: Ex-president well, and all that. Sure. We'll, we'll sure, Mossab-
2: she says. <laughs> okay. Whatever it takes to get off this train while I'm being, uh, you know, accosted by an insane panhandler.
1: Well, I, I hear <laughs> that pain, and I don't know from personal experience what it is uh, that you're feeling, but I do understand what it is you're saying. I, I certainly cannot make that promise, n- not on behalf of CNN.
6: Um, I would like oh, to you No, talk no, you don't to have you about... to make the promise right now, Freddie. You don't have, have, to have to make have the, to the promise. <laughs> Who's Freddie?
2: Um, if, if, it's if, Frederica. If, yes. If Michael can't be, if Mike can't be Michael, or Michael can't be Mike, you sure as hell can't call her Freddie while making demands that CNN reunite you with your mother in a in a top topic segment that's supposed to be about the strife going on right now in Israel and Palestine. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do it now. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> you don't have to do it now.
6: My God, can you imagine? Right now. I'm not asking you to make it right now. And by the way, I'm not talking from emotional place.
2: What place this is then? Like, uh, at the, it is insane a... place that I'm talking from. So anyway, he goes on like that for a little bit. But anyway, I just I just like these moments where where you start to feel something slip away from you. And you realize, <laughs> like the broken transactions I've talked about like at Dunkin' mm-hmm. Donuts. I'm oh, sorry, not at Dunkin' Donuts. That has never happened there. At Acme Donuts. Um, and other places where you feel like a meal. Or, when we went to the place, the Mexican When we went place. to the
5: Fat Cactus restaurant on Route One, yes. which ostensibly is a Mexican restaurant, and we were on our way home from the place where we were having OBGYN appointments because I was very pregnant. That was,
2: no, 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 no. You never tell well, a story
5: like was, that. Half the guys are <laughs> freaking Well, the, hit point, the point is, the I was pregnant. Button. The pro- The point is, I was pregnant. So I could not have a regular margarita. So I ordered a virgin margarita. Because that's like a thing. I've like ordered that at restaurants before when I've been pregnant,
2: right? Can I have a little more background, uh, Masab Hassan Youssef Shattuck, please?
5: <laughs> and then, that's why. I- <laughs> you don't have to tell the people why <laughs> I- you got a margarita, Alice.
2: You don't owe them that.
5: <laughs> I just wanted a virgin margarita. So, um, the waitress what uh, brought me margarita mix in a juice glass with in case. It might be weird to drink plain margarita mix because she wasn't sure if that would be weird or not. She also brought me a small shot glass of pineapple juice that I could put with it.
2: To cut it (laughs) in case you needed to, which is fine. We also ordered nachos and they come. You can get nachos with chicken, beef or chili. And We ordered the nachos with chili (laughs) and she came with a bowl of chili and another bowl of tortilla chips. Which is fine. So, But this kept happening in this meal experience where it, we could tell that we had gone off a cliff from the very first few minutes and the people next to us, she also was like saying insane things to them. And we realized that this was not going to be a Mexican restaurant <laughs> experience we were having. We were in a bizarre situation. We had stepped into an insane portal where nothing made sense anymore. And so all we had to do was run off the clock and... <laughs> pay if there were if they were capable of transacting that way we had no idea <laughs> and we could leave the place and get on with our lives and pretend it never happened and overwrite the memory with a happier memory <laughs> like getting sung by a bee
5: so, so yeah so that was fine <laughs> I don't have or do you want to tell that?
2: do you want to explain to us why exactly <laughs> a little bit more alice why you could never have a normal margarita
5: Well, I don't want people to think I'm no fun, that I just (laughs) was ordering a virgin margarita because I'm boring.
2: All right, what else you got? We got got, uh, baseball practice. Yes,
5: we have to take James to baseball practice soon. But um, I thought this was interesting. We were talking a little about the Israel-Palestine conflict. And whenever this conflict happens, it poses some problems for uh, the Democratic coalition in the United States, because like, in the squad wing of the Democratic Party, there are people that are like, pro uh you know sanctioning israel for their apartheid Mm -hmm. state and their crimes against humanity in gaza but uh you know they're obviously i mean like a lot of american jews also vote democrat so there there's like a little bit and and a lot of them do feel an affinity to israel particularly um, the older generations so It presents some issues for them, especially now as this conflict has been raging on. There have been some pro-Palestinian demonstrations in the United States and some violence against Jewish people in the United States who really may or may not have been doing anything to do with Israel at all. So... Including, like, you know, physical attacks. There was a firebombing in the Diamond District, I believe. There You know, there's been this stuff going on, this sort of buzz of news. So the Democratic Party isn't sure whether they're, like, allowed to condemn this or if these are, like, freedom fighters on the side of justice and against apartheid, right? So it poses a problem for them. So they came up. Uh, yesterday, two days ago, with a message that they have settled on to address the fact that there are these attacks on American Jewish people taking place, without losing face about Israel and Palestine. Um, and the
2: line so recently, a month ago, I heard a slogan was "Stop Asian Hate." So I'm right. going to guess we're working with something like that.
5: Yeah, like stop anti-Semitism, mm-hmm. like you know, no matter what Israel does, that's a foreign country, like, but we can't, you know, stop anti-Semitism in the United States, anything like that. What they've settled on is that we need to stop anti-Semitism and Islamophobia. <laughs> so, for example, Bernie Sanders tweeted, we've seen a disturbing anti-Semitic attacks and a troubling rise in Islamophobia. If you are committed to the future of equality and a peaceful coexistence, please stand united against anyone who promotes hatred of any kind. Here's Ayanna Presley. I strongly condemn the rise in anti-Semitism and Islamophobia we're seeing across the country. Let me say it again. Our freedom and destinies are tied. The struggle for liberation and justice requires all of us to reject hate and division in any form. Cory Bush, the work of dismantling anti-Semitism, anti-blackness, Islamophobia, anti-Palestinian <laughs> racism, and every other form of hate is our work. We will only achieve collective liberation by leading with radical love. There is no room for hate of any kind in our movements for justice. So it is interesting because we were told that saying all lives matter to black lives matter, or like, I don't like police shooting anybody of any color, that that was like abhorrently racist and denies the plight of black people in the country. So it's just an interesting choice for them. Here's Jamal Bowman of New York. We've seen an increase in anti-Semitic and Islamophobic hate. In New York City and nationwide, we must stand together to condemn hate. Julian Castro. The United States must work toward a future in which Israelis and Palestinians can live in peace. Here at home, we must forcefully condemn anti-Semitic and Islamophobic attacks. Marie Newman. Over the past several months, we've seen a rise in anti-Semitic and Islamophobic attacks. Uh, Leslie Ann Brent, it's not hard to have empathy for families of both Palestinian and Israelis living through this. It's not hard to not be Islamophobic or anti-Semitic. There's never a justification, says Charlotte Nichols, for anti-Semitism or Islamophobia, etc., etc., etc. I mean, you can go through the list and find all these statements, but...
2: So why can't Jewish people get their own... They don't get their exclusively own... Exclusively Jewish...
5: Because then people might think that, like Andrew Yang, you like Israel and you'll have to apologize... So, yes, Jewish people are the only person who don't get an exclusive uh, stop hate against them just for them. So, <laughs> sorry, uh, I guess that's how the American left feels about you. There's also a late entry in the COVID hypocrisy contest. Sure, Governor Whitmer, not content with just flying to Florida when she told everybody not to for spring break when she condemned the snowbirds, Um She also got caught in a photo ignoring the social distancing rules at a restaurant. Shocking. Uh, Below is a statement from her regarding the photo from yesterday of her at dinner with her friends. Throughout the pandemic, I've been committed to following public health protocols. Yesterday, I went with friends to a local restaurant. As more people arrived, the tables were pushed together. Because we were all vaccinated, we didn't stop to think about it. In retrospect, I should have thought about it. I am human. I made a mistake. And I apologize.
2: You know what? You got to understand that sometimes things happen to really good people. You know what?
5: We all make mistakes, honey.
2: All I know is this, Alice, is that we my number one goal right now, starting this year, mm-hmm. and I think you should join me and the listeners should join us as well, is okay. reuniting Mosab has Hassan Youssef <laughs> with his mother. I think that'd that's, be great. That's it.
5: Um, in any case we can be found on Twitter in the meantime until our next show tomorrow that's at Burn Barrel Pod and at facebook.com Podcast. we're also at burnbarrelpodcast.com and the email address Podcast at gmail.com you can check out our YouTube channel Tom Shattuck's Burn Barrel there like, comment, subscribe to that channel leave us a review on Apple Podcasts all those things that are good and help she the podcast grow me. thanks so much guys as always